you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Fourth and seven. Rush four. Going to the end zone. Picked off in the end zone. Jordan Poyer with the interception. So Duck went for it all. And soccer kick here. Intended for Deion Kane and Poyer in his seventh year. One time Cleveland Brown picks that one off. Third interception of Hodges tonight. Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. There you have it, the emergence of America's team 2019. The Buffalo Bills vanquished the Pittsburgh Steelers on the banks of the Three Rivers. And now, on to glory, or at least to Foxborough on Saturday, part of a triple header on NFL Network. That should be good stuff. Deshaun Watson in the early game, then an AFC East tilt. Unlikely, though, it is that the Bills are ultimately going to catch the Patriots. Should they vanquish them up in Foxborough, it could herald the not official end of the Patriots dynasty, but that would really knock them down even further in the eyes of uh, football America. Until February the 1st. Onlookers. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, at halftime of the of the game on Sunday in Cincinnati, there was some legitimate sure. skepticism yeah. about Tom Brady and company. Um, and then the, uh, the evening tilt is, wait, what's the night game? Oh, it's the Rams and the... Niners another good one suddenly added significance even though the Rams are likely finished I don't think officially eliminated yet no, but but, uh, but more they got or less. a heavy kicking yesterday yeah I don't think they're likely to sneak in but the Niners on a last second uh that was a crazy end to that game Austin Hooper seemed to have a touchdown in my opinion they took it away 
but then they score anyway. They had to review it at great length to confirm Julio Jones' touchdown. And now the Niners fall back all the way down to wild card status, but they still can make good on uh, on Damashek's prediction that they win the division if they go up to Seattle and knock them off. And they can still be the number one seed if they win both of those games against the Rams and the Seahawks. Anywho, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by our pals over at Zaxby's home of the famous chicken fingers, wings and salads. Go get you some of those in your belly. Such a festive place to visit this holiday season. And you already just heard his voice there seated to my immediate left all the way from London, England, just off his daughter's birthday party at a Build-A-Bear somewhere in the Southern California area area any did i say resident miami dolphins fan did i say that part i, I got distracted I think you didn't. by the dolphins i think you didn't but that's by the fine. bears part yeah it's handsome hank i'm gonna let it play let's do it this time I we never wa- do that. well i just watched the uh one of the james bond pictures which one can i guess what was the one that was on <laughs> it was the one that was on i can't remember the name of it it was the one that wait, was the okay. first, who was james bond it was the first daniel craig one I don't know what that's called. What was that one called? Die Another Day. Nah. I don't know. Spaghetti. That's Casino a Royale. Behind the glass. Casino Royale. Correct. Was that the Spaghetti. First? Have you seen... Uh, all the Craigs, yeah. All the Craigs. But that wasn't going to be that's my not... question. Have you I've seen, seen all the Pierce Brosnans. I've seen no, some of the Sean Connerys. The... You've seen some Sean Connery? Okay. How about Roger event. Moore? I've seen some of those. Handsome and I park our cars in the same garage. T-dolls. Sean Connery's tough to beat, but and I think ultimately you would go Connery. But Roger Moore. Entertaining. Underrated. Yeah. He just got it's old. Just, uh, yeah. Also, because. It's like the uh, Rolling Stones. If, he just hung on worked. for 30 years too many. Right. But he was exactly. okay for the He was okay when part. he was doing it. Also, he did it all with, with a sense of fun and tongue in cheek a little bit. Because I, it always occurred to me, you know, how all of the, um, the, the females in James Bond movies have names, which are somewhat suggestive. In British English. The the name Roger Moore Roger could oh, be something. I up. never also as always that's always been something like oh this is Roger Moore yeah um that's always been something that I've I've enjoyed Mr Bond meets Pussy Galore exactly. you know like that kind of a thing yeah. that kind of yeah um anyway. anyhow so Sorry. yeah there's a new Bond coming out there I think that's Daniel I think there last is one but let's talk about the great game of pro football let's shall do that we? it'd be better I jumped in Sunday night football the Bills went into Heinz Field and they uh they broke what I considered to be one of the feel-good stories I think everybody was on board that the that the Duck Hodges story was a good one but as the curmudgeon Matt Money Smith said all these uh, all these uh, feel good stories eventually. People come don't to care an end. about your stories. Now they yeah they, they they eventually in the end like a feel good story becomes just like a forgotten story. Yes, the duck like uh, like yes has has crashed and landed at least. I had a lot of lot of tweets last night. Lame duck like I saw within thirty seconds of that of that final. A lot of, lot of that was a no, like, more like lame tweet. Yeah, a lot of lot of that was a foul performance. Yes, you know a lot of that kind yeah, of good stuff. One. Good one, people. Um, so what's your takeaway from, uh, from week 15 handsome? It looks like the, at the time of this recording that the saints, I, I guess I'm assuming a little bit too much, um, that the saints should take care of business because unlike in recent years where the saints were a, were, were as lock solid, a favorite to take care of all comers down in, in NOLA, they are not as much a sure thing in, uh, in 2019, but all of a sudden the saints have a chance to have everything run through if things break right for them. And I think that's everything for them. Mm-hmm. 
this year with the with the defensive losses they've had, which are significant, um, that now this becomes all about what Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas can put together in the postseason. I think that's huge to have everybody come play in the Dome versus having to go up to Lambeau or Seattle or San Francisco. Um, and especially with Green Bay looking so meh, all of a sudden, do you agree? But the Saints as well. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe I, I agree. Maybe That's I'm what I'm just saying. not looking at the Saints the right way. But the they they all the all four kind of dominant NFC teams. So two two from the West and the Seahawks and the 49ers, uh, the Packers and the Saints put the NFC East aside for a moment, although I do want to talk about them. All four of those teams are you look at them and you're like, eh, there's a pretty significant hole there. If, it you, feels- if you look, if you look too closely, right? The Saints yes. just, just Alvin Kamara, who I love, like there isn't a player that I look forward to watching more than Alvin Kamara has not looked like himself since September. The Packers offense, you know, there's nothing particularly exciting about that either at the moment. And Aaron Rodgers just looks frustrated with all his, all of his receivers who aren't doing their job. And the offensive line is not very good. And they're just like, meh, exactly mm-hmm. like you said. Uh, the, the 49ers, you know, keep having these losses, last minute losses where you're like, okay, if you're not built to win close games, well, I don't know that that's a proper description of them because they've, they, they have all three of their losses have been at the end of games that, you know, they, they needed to win. They've uh, all come. Every single one of them has been pretty much the last play, hasn't it? I suppose that's true, but that's uh talk about cynicism. I mean, they only have had three losses and they've had some big wins, including that one down in I'm New with Orleans you, but it's, eight days ago. Right. But it's still, um, you know, it, I, I get your larger point who, I mean, to me, he, despite the loss and we circled that one last week with Matt money Smith, you were out of the red challenge flag picks on the DDFP handsome. You were traveling uh, the world over. You were in New York city. I think um, we talked about the fact that, that that this is that human beings are the ones who play the games still, and uh, mm-hmm. eventually robots will take over. But in uh, I you, hope know, not. you don't think so? I could never ever get behind a team of robots. No, no, people. The kids really like watching Madden. I mean, people watch other people play Madden now. I'm with, so no, how far? Not, how big a leap is it to watch robots play the game? Well, listen, you know what? You're right. That's at least four years down the line. (laughs) In the short term, yes, the human beings play the game, and you could circle that game that the Falcons, that that was a bad spot for the Niners. The Niners have had brutal matchups and on the road consistently, and then they get to return home for a minute, and it would make sense that if you were ever going to take your foot off the gas for a minute, take your eye off the ball for a second before you resume against the Rams, and then, like we say, then the division basically comes down to the Seahawks game in week 17. If they were ever going to let up a little bit, it would be against the Falcons, and they got got. And so they have it, but the larger point is to me is that the NFC – all of a sudden feels to me like whoever you think is the best, and I think it probably comes down to those two NFC West teams, and there's a nice symmetry to that since that's where the decade began, that the two best teams were those two yep. um, NFC West rivals there. And so Is that would, really a decade ago? More or less, yeah, um, right? When, when, you're when, right. When was that New York Super Bowl? I don't know. When the Super Bowl 48 was like, what, 2013-ish? Yeah, and then, yeah, and then the next year... Or was that the times moving and then no right and it started a year before because then the Niners went and they that's when Alex Smith 
when they almost went to the Super Bowl, then yep. halfway through the next season, they replace him with Kaepernick and the rising Seahawks and all that. Yeah, right. That was the start of the decade. So now I think we've returned to that place where those are the two best teams. But you know what I also think, Handsome Hank? I'm going to tell it to you right now before you even have a chance to I know what you're going to say, and it's annoying because I was going to say it. Carry on. Go ahead. Say it. You're you're back on board. You jumped off. I never jumped off. I never, ever jumped off. I never, ever jumped off. What what I saw Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. Play judge. Did he jump off our mutual Super Bowl NFC representative? I think we should probably set this up for people. So Dave and I both predicted that the Cowboys would win the Super Bowl. Back in September, we sat here. We agreed on it. And there have been times this season where in the red challenge flag picks, I've said, I'm going to pick the Cowboys in this game. I'm giving them another chance because of X or Y. And it didn't come off. I never have said I'm off the Cowboys bandwagon. I've just said, I don't think it was actually watching when they they lost a big Monday night game a couple of weeks ago. Who did they play against in that big Minnesota? Yeah, against the Vikings. Well, that was the, the Sunday night. Was yeah, it, I don't yeah, remember, whatever. and they lost to the they Bills. Lost, They've had a lot of bad losses. But, yeah. but that there was one definitely where I was like, okay, it just doesn't look like this is going to happen. But when that you did well, that- didn't mean to say that I was I was off. Uh, from what I saw yesterday, now I'm I'm like, maybe. I, I mean, mean it would be one thing. Like it would be a good victory against a, a game Rams team that had been playing really well going into right. Dallas on Sunday. Now, though, I mean, they annihilated them yeah. and, and using exactly the formula, the formula that, that made you, us think that they could win the Super Bowl. And, and they've more still than got enough Van Der Esch, your old friend, to come back and, and other bits and pieces. I mean, it, it's still doable. It would be a remarkable story if, you know, six weeks after Jason Garrett was effectively ushered out of the building in every fan's mind, if he was. If what he did was I to, tell you? He's bizarro Billy Martin. Instead of the contentious, the never ending. Uh, stuff between him and George Steinbrenner when Billy Martin would get fired seven times a season um, when he was running the the Yankees. This is Jason Garrett is constantly about to get fired. And then right when it's about to happen, that's when the team rallies. Yeah. I wonder, they, they must like him, the, the players, I mean, because I don't see why not. He seems he could just drop off and be oh, like, all right, short term hit. Well, let's get rid of he's Garrett. He's just a more. ginger guy who's clapping on the sidelines. How could you not? How could you dislike him? He's I just, guess so. Yeah, that's like, hey, there's that redheaded chap. Either way, though, I think that there I, I kind of feel like and I guess that's what we're saying by um, on 60 minutes worth of evidence and Zeke Elliott and that offensive line and um, the collection of pass catchers and the way Dax played and Robert Quinn, along with Tank Lawrence and the rest of those guys. Suddenly, I don't think it's implausible as much as I cite that you need to get a buy to get to the Super Bowl. I kind of feel like the Cowboys are built to the, defy sure. that. And in a what feels suddenly like a kind of very good, uh, some good teams, uh, some good teams. I'm talking yeah. high on purpose, but there, there's some good teams in the NFC, but there's no juggernaut. And I suddenly feel like there's at least one AFC team better. And ultimately, if the Patriots would somehow survive the AFC side, you certainly would take the Patriots to beat anybody. And the Chiefs. If they get I hot, the Chiefs, uh, uh, you know, on on the on the right stage, especially in Miami in in February, I think on the turf. That's there, the other one, right? So sure, but equally, sorry, just to go back to the Cowboys with everything you've said, with the performance they put in against the Rams, with all the pieces that they have, would you be surprised if they got the doors blown off them by the Eagles on Sunday? No. Well, so. Th- we can well i guess we can address that in a couple of days when we do the red challenge flag picks but do you have a leaning currently i'm I'm leaning to the team that i predicted would go to the super bowl sure 
Boy, the Eagles. Why wouldn't I? But what? at the same time, the but you know the Eagles almost lost to the Redskins yesterday. But still, you could you could easily see it go the other way. Yeah, the the Eagles to me. I mean, I guess if they get into the playoffs, how much can you call them a disappointing team? But I mean, in a league with the Browns and the Falcons, I still feel like the Eagles are the most surprisingly junk team that there is and by virtue of being in a junk division they can still sneak it out but i think i that you watch that let's see what happens now the cowboys now they don't look back now they don't look back now they beat the eagles on sunday and then they're into the playoffs and then the biggest question for them is which one of those who do you think is better for the cowboys if uh, between the Niners and Seahawks to pay them a visit down there in Big D in the wild card round, either way, I'd say matchup. I'd say they would. I'd say, and it sounds offensive. I would say the 49ers would be a better matchup for them. Um, yeah, I, I guess mean, I you don't, don't want I Russell. Just, you don't want Russell Wilson. I don't. That's that's it. Yeah, that's I guess. Yeah, I, I guess you can just. But if that Niners defense can stymie Zeke Elliott, then what? But anyhow, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll to all that we'll later. See. We'll uh, see in January. Are you excited about January? You excited about the playoffs? I am I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward yeah. to this Eagles-Cowboys uh, uh, NFC East tilt to decide at this mediocre division. Um, excited to see who the new head coach of the New York Giants is going to be? In, uh, yeah, Jason Garrett is what I heard. I think I'm going to throw – I think Mike McCarthy – is in a short list. I like Mike McCarthy's on an incredible marketing campaign at the moment. Yeah. A bunch of stories being written about how Mike McCarthy's come back. He's he spent a year. He's reinvented himself. himself. He's reinvented himself as an analytics-driven head coach. Has a staff for the now. new world. Has a staff ready to go. He could he could pick up. He could he could be your head coach tomorrow if he wants to. What? But listen, Mike McCarthy or Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer all of a sudden sitting up in the owners' box at the Skins game. That's got to scare you a little no, bit. No, won't be the, for the Giants. I, I tell you what. No, if I, I know, was a Giants fan. I, by seeing no, that? If I was a Giants fan, I'd be welcoming the idea of Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer plus the Redskins is a three-year disaster waiting to unfold. I, You know what? I stand by what I said three, four weeks ago. Watch the name Bill Belichick to the Giants. That thing does not feel like it's going in the right direction. You saw the videotape now mm-hmm. from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Tom Brady making his noise, the, the people of Foxborough inexplicably belly aching about stuff. I don't, you know... What, what right do you have to bellyache? You don't get – I'm not saying that about uh, Patriots fans. I'm saying fan of any team. You don't get to complain if you have that level of success. You have to you have to stay quiet for at least a quarter century. You If you go, oh, for the next 25 years, so be it. You know? I was there. So I was at Foxborough when they played the Chiefs. Oh, right. Um, you know, on, on the sidelines during the game. And the fans, the Patriots fans were – at halftime, they booed their own team off the field. And it's just, what are you guys doing? And then they were very upset, probably with some cause about the officiating in the second half, and there was more booing. And then at the end, there was there was general booing, which may still have been directed at the officials, but certainly the result and the you know the outcome and and the fact that their team couldn't pull it together. It was kind of eye opening to see like you spoiled bunch of. That's whiny. so true. Now the other side of that coin is so who's more justified? Patriots fans disappointed. They have, uh, you know, victims of their own success. Tom Brady and Belichick. Do they have a right to boo given the the level of expectation? (laughs) Not, not about, I mean, the officiating fine. If you, if that was what you saw, but, but absolutely not about your team. Are you, I mean, the bar is so high at that point. It's like, sorry, 
I mean, we, we're down at half time against a really good offense and you're booing your own team. I'm going to send up to Mount Pius, but I feel like to make this statement, I feel like that this Patriots stuff, this latest video jazz and all that, I feel like once again, I've been reminded that they put, you know, inadvertent or not. And I've talked to a few guys now from Sean O'Hara to Jeff Schwartz. These guys are smart ex-players and they would understand in 2019 the value of having video of an opponent's sideline. And they say there's really there's none. There's none to it. There's nothing to it at this point that you can pick it up. But also the you know what you're the Patriots. Surely that should resonate in your head. Like, this is weird what we're doing. Like, we could get in trouble for this. Like, I don't, the guy may not even properly be employed by it, but that if you're doing something on behalf, then I, I think it deserves for us to look at it crooked. You cannot claim, like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Maybe there isn't anything, to, but they should know that they're going to be looked at crooked for, for this based on their history, right? And then the other thing is, I think it puts the fans in a weird spot where they have to summon defenses constantly for their team. You know, these people, it's such a weird, uh, fo- uh, uh, you know, um, legal adjacent kind of like people who watch a lot of um, law and order suddenly, you know, how they understand every, all the nuance oh, yeah. of the law. Yeah. I feel like Patriots fans, they now know all the, the nuances, all the yeah. uh, nooks and crannies of what's allowed and what isn't. No, no, the, 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 the precedent is uh, Marty Schottenheimer in, uh, in 1989 admitted that he, like that kind of stuff, but they're constantly Patriots fans are jammed into this spot, right? Yeah, it does feel like uh, they find themselves there from time. Are you allowed to boo? Expect with I you've I've put I've asserted that you should not boo if you are a Patriots fan after. Well, I mean, I don't know how you could say that because you you also carry some very, very high bars for your team. You're awfully disappointed when your team has a winning record and just misses out on the postseason as as they might do this year. Um, but I wouldn't boo them. Not certainly this not year. Not boo them, but in your I mean, that's because you're not there. But in your mind, you're booing the fact that it didn't happen. Or, I would say Steelers fans are almost as entitled as Patriots fans. Do you, Just in terms of what you what you expect from from your club. All right, then what about I don't then, mean that in a, in what a about the boos way? that rained down upon Derek Carr and the Raiders as they left the East Bay? I don't think you should ever boo anyone from the Carr family. And that is my. Line, I agree and I'm with that. Stick with it. That's a micro um, point, but in in a larger sense, what um, did you, what did you make? Of, I don't think they were. Bo- I mean, that seems strange that you'd think that they were booing Derek Carr specifically. I, think I agree the with that. First of all. that the team is leaving Oakland is probably the overriding reason for people to be booing in that situation. Which, by the way, I'm 100 percent on board. If your team ever leaves your city permanently, probably um, forever and ever that grew up there and that you became a fan of because of that, then you have every right to boo. I get it's a weird, bittersweet thing, but you know, Mark Sessler wrote a nice piece about uh, fade to silver and black, which you can track down. Excellent. Um, but I, I don't understand. I, I mean, I, nostalgia and sorrow and goodbye snake stabler. They already said those goodbyes once, which right. adds another layer to it. But uh, you know, for a new generation of fans, um, there, I, I understand being, I don't, th- this thing of like, this is turning ugly. Now Raiders fans are booing 
the Raiders as they leave the field. Like, uh, this, is, is that it, what people were saying? Oh yeah, people were like, it, it, were they it, really? But and, um, it indicated surprise. And I said, whatever happened? Like, uh, what a what a terrible way for the Jags to knock off the Raiders. What a what a terrible way <laughs> to do this. That, that's a shame. Well, so the that Jags getting, were supposed to come in and roll over. I don't understand if you're a, if you're a Raiders fan, like you say, if you live in Oakland, what reaction, I, win or lose or anything, yeah. I would go there to boo. That would be my. That, point. That, I mean, it wasn't it in Cleveland when when the Browns moved to Baltimore. Wasn't weren't they like pulling chairs out and throwing them? Yes, the field? but that's like, what that right. And that's all they threw Those fans should they boo. threw like a plate of nachos and all I saw on Twitter yesterday afternoon was like people getting outraged about throwing nachos on the field. Yeah, like, people, this is turning ugly. Yes, when you ditch, you know, yeah. you move to, as I always say, it, you know, if if your girlfriend or wife said, it's over, I'm getting divorced. Oh, and by the way, I'm, I'm marrying this new guy. Right. I, I know. Yeah. Eddie Spaghetti, a younger, Eddie, a younger, fitter younger. version of you. Yeah. Then I, I would not, my, my, right. I would not be like, well, hey, send me your register Fine. so I can yeah. send you a nice gift. Yeah, exactly. I'd be th- more than nachos on the floor. I can tell you that much. That's exactly right. What, what, what reaction <laughs> do people want from, from Raiders fans? They, they're getting dumped, right? They, so that the team goes somewhere else. I have talked to some Raiders fans though who live there, who live up in the Bay Area, who say a lot of people are looking forward to it actually, for sure, so that they can. Go I to think Sin it's super City. convenient. I mean. It's it's better right. than them moving to Texas or whatever. Yeah, if they had gotten to San Antonio, you would be unlikely yeah. as a Raiders fan to make that journey, yeah. but you will to, yeah. to Las Vegas. Hey, by the way, before anything else, uh, well, we already are uh, deep into it. I should have mentioned the big headline coming out of week 15, much like Joe Flacco's Baltimore Ravens in 2012, I think was that year when they ran yep. the table, they vanquished the New England Patriots with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Ray Lewis's final season. Broncos, and they went all the way. Damashek's cool cat spelled with two K's, the fantasy team, you know, that I named them. In, cool. in your celebrity league. I, listen, people didn't think that the they didn't, cool Did cats anyone in, outside of the locker room believe in you guys? No one outside our locker room believed in us. Certainly not uh, Cousin Sal, who disparaged us in a public forum called the Simmons Podcast. Um, and he and his friend, uh, Bill Simmons, they both ganged up on me and they said bad things about my team, right. that it shouldn't be even allowed into the postseason. Well, in return for, for that disparagement, the cool cats went out there and laid waste. They annihilated against that team. I annihilated the cool cats, annihilated cousin Sal's bunch a Uh-oh. week ago. Then this week we had, uh, we had tall John championship game. Now, this was the semifinals. The yeah, semifinals. It's conference championship. Right, right, right. Sorry. And on the other side, oh, I had Tall John and Jamie's bunch. They also had, uh, they were also doing some talking over right. the last month about the cool cats and, you know, making a that, punchline. Yeah. They, they offered me, you don't need to know the whole thing. Nobody cares about anybody else. I think even this, this much will be too much, but carry on. Well, they, they, they were cross with me because they offered. Um, about three or four weeks ago in trade, they said, you give us new Copkins. And I have uh, Deshaun Watson as my QB. Mm-hmm. So right out of the gate, I don't want to trade new Copkins. Right. And I know he's about to have a big game. He's going to have a big game. But the day I, the, the week I trade him is the one where he'll do. Well, and they said, we'll give you Julian Edelman <laughs> and Hall of Fame, uh, future Hall of Famer and Darius Geis. And, and I, I wrote back LOL. Because they are the same guys who were upset the week prior when I traded Jordan Howard 
and Alshon Jeffrey in exchange for Odell Beckham. It's the same trade. You're trading for this high-end receiver on um, potential versus the raw numbers right. that say the other side is better, but, you know, pie in the sky. So I did that. IOL, they got very upset with me about that one. Then Simmons was mad. Why? Your team shouldn't even be allowed in the playoffs. And um, all this and that. Guess what? Simmons vanquished by John right. Ham's team. Uh-oh. And damn So you damn. against Ham in the, in the Super Bowl. That's right. A handsome off. That is the most handsome fantasy final of all time, I, I would say. It's exciting, though. Yeah. And while Simmons and what's, Sal, what's like Ham's Peyton team? and Brady have to watch from the sidelines. What's Ham's team called? Does he, is he, go, does he go for a pun? No, it's I. You know what? I don't even know what it stands. The ham and eggers. I should. I. Yeah, that's a. I, anything would be better than what they have, or at least I don't even know the origin of it. It's MBB. I don't know what it even stands for. I'm guessing something. My big something with. <laughs> I don't know what that. Is, where you're even going with that? <laughs> I just. I didn't know what B was gonna. Anyway, it's very exciting. Okay. Say it's an underdog story. And like you say, no one outside the locker room believed in us. But here we are on the back of one Saquon Barkley finally emerging, Eddie Spaghetti. He had a great run against the Miami well, Dolphins yesterday. Yeah, and, and to go back to the Giants uh, coaching candidate uh, conversation, I'm afraid that this win versus uh, Hank's Dolphins, and I know the Giants have the Eagles coming up, uh, sorry, the Redskins coming up too. It's like if they win those games and, like, you know, the feel-good story with Eli, you know, winning and having the standing go, Saquon looks great again. It's going to be like, uh, they're like, Mara won't want to make a change in two seasons, so he's going to keep Shermer again. He's going to keep Gettleman again, and we're going to redo this again next year. I could, I could definitely see that happening. Which is uh, much to the my difference design. is you won't be redoing it with Eli because Eli will be gone. So you have right. uh, Danny Dimes plus seventy million in cap space plus a, probably a top three to four picks. Well, O'Hara a week ago sat with us and said that they don't want to. The Mara family doesn't want to, and I think it's no. because of the look of it. Sure. When you're one of these one of these old school teams. You can't be churning your coach over, right? Like, and they've like, and, they, like and they've engaged and in that Dolphins. too much. Right? That's they, not something. That's not a good look. Yeah, things got ugly for them with the coaching and everything, and they want the Jets to be the punchline more in that town. Um, I think the Jets will still will still own that. I think they've probably got that locked down. I wonder that they're going to bring back Adam Gase. I don't think think that'll happen either. Um, So anyhow, um, yeah, you watch Bill Belichick. Um, And tell you the story, though. I I brought it up for a reason that you were at Build-A-Bear. What did your your one little boy do? Um, So I'd never been to build I didn't know this thing existed, but my daughter, it was her eighth birthday, and she gets what she wants, so we went to build I can't believe she's eight. I remember when she was born. I can't believe she's eight I can't believe I've known you so long. I know. Look at that. Anyway, my my five-year-old son, we went there, and and you can get all these types of bears. You get a dinosaur if you want, or anything you want. They stuff them for you, and then you can get all kinds of accoutrements for them to wear as well. So he got a bear, which was a football bear, like it's... Uh, ears are made of football leather and and feet are as well. And then the woman said, "What's your bear called?" They have to do give it a birth certificate. And he said, "His bear's name is Tom Brady." Mm. I was like, "Wait a second, yeah, that's not you know we we're not we're not having that in the house." But he insisted on it, so that we now have a, a this bear that lives with him, um, even sleeps in his bed named Tom Brady. Are you gonna do something drastic like remove the bear? I think it's um, worth the law. I think it's worth I don't, the short term pain of you <laughs> being seen as the bad parent, right? Because you don't want that. I mean, that, well, I think what will be funnier. The, but here's what's about to happen, Handsome. 
that it, it, it's the worst of all worlds for for him because if he embraces Tom Brady's Patriots, that's about to go away. So know, he doesn't exactly get to it. bask in any of the well, glory no, no, of I the mean, Patriots. I, that's exactly it. This would teach him a lifelong lesson. Ah. You named your bear Tom Brady at exactly the moment not to name your bear Tom Brady. You became a Patriots fan at the wrong time. So, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the line when I'm on my, de- I'm on my deathbed and I'm like, you see, you should have listened to me. This, yeah. I think it's a lifelong lesson. Okay. I mean, that's, see, that's to me, I say the long, t- the short term play is, is the better, the, the better parenting no, no, no. move. And I want to be able to rub his face in this for the next 50 years of my life. I see. So your older boy. Yep. Is with you. Yes. He's solidly now in Dolphins camp. Yeah. And And the two of us for the next 50 years are going to be able to bask in that glory, the upcoming glory of the Miami Dolphins. That seems mean. Doesn't that seem emotionally wrong to do, Eddie Spaghetti? It's like letting your son, like you, more uh, closer to home for you, would be like the the ah the Giants beat the Patriots. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be a Jets fan though. Like, wouldn't you tell him? No, 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 you don't want to do. I that, know that. Kid. Like, in money gets in your case for uh, how you you raise uh, uh, your son, but I'm I'd be the same way. Like, he has to be my team. Same thing, even with like my girlfriend. Like, she doesn't really care that much about sports either way. It's like we went to the Staples Center to see Rangers Kings. It's like you're wearing Rangers colors. We go to a you know the Giants coming to town here uh, next year. Let's say uh, I'm not sure of the schedule yet. If they're gonna get the nfc west or afc uh, west but like you're gonna wear you're wearing blue like there's no switching for the talent like i don't i don't like that do you think yeah that's right but now the dolphins would appear to be tracking this is going to be a more optimistic time. situation yeah. but where do you come down now handsome now the post uh week 15 we've discussed this periodically over the course of the 2019 calendar year where do you come down now chase young at uh, at most recent report, is now debating coming out at all. I think he will come out, but let's say he doesn't. Now you have he's two. Uh, even if he, he came says out, he doesn't know yet. He says even he if he came out, the Dolphins are going to pick probably fourth, right in the draft. I think potentially they could get earlier if they lose uh, this week against the Bengals. That would really change things. But um, they they're going to pick about fourth. Even if he comes out, and even if Chase Young was available, I would say pick two. We're not we're not solving the 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 issue with the Miami Dolphins has not been. I just boy, I just wish they'd had a pass rush for the last twenty years. It's about the quarterback. They've got three first round picks this year. They got two first round picks in twenty twenty one. Just go, just do it. Like that was the guy at the beginning of the season. They said we are tanking for two. They didn't say that actually, but they but that's what everyone assumed. That's what they wanted. Everything has changed. Obviously, first of all, they won more games than anyone ex- expected. Isn't Second, that the lesson? Don't- Secondly, Tua has has got injured and and you know may go into next season being unavailable. Although I, you know hopefully Ryan Fitzpatrick is still there, but I just just do it. Just pull the trigger on that guy. I guess, but you know, don't try and get smart because they also pick with obviously the Steelers pick and the Texans pick. You don't don't wait until oh my, maybe he's there with the twenty whatever second pick in the draft just take him and num- if that's the guy you wanted at the beginning that's still the guy you want now i know but don't you think no that listen first of all i always talk about the loser bowl short of the loser bowl happening and now it really should be a tournament it mm-hmm. can't just be the two worst teams playing one another for the first overall pick now maybe it's four teams playing a two round uh tournament to establish right. who gets the first overall to dissuade anybody ever again from doing the tank they didn't business. do the tank business but though. didn't the dolphins make the case better than any of the uh, any of my ideas or any nba lottery or anything else could make it for you 
Dolphins, you, this the football is a contact sport. Ergo, injuries happen to college kids and the pro guys that then alter the way you perceive things. And if Tom Brady leaves, it, let's say Tom Brady, it's done. And if Tom Brady comes back next year, I guess he could rebound and have a better year. And, I, you know, I don't know what the Patriots end up doing. But either way, it does certainly feel like the best of the Patriots dynasty has already come and gone. And here comes Josh Allen and the Bills, a really young, talented team. I, You know, Adam Gase is, uh, doesn't wow me, but Sam Darnold and the young pieces they've assembled there. And now the Dolphins, it feels to me like... What um, are the young pieces? The well, they gave, uh, that's the point. Why Sam did they... Do, in hindsight, are, are you not just outraged that they gave away. So what? So you have those first round picks. They should have had Laramie Tunsil, I, a known entity, Minka Fitzpatrick, and now Kenyon Drake with four touchdowns that, on that, Sunday. I mean, how sick does it make you? All right. Uh, listen. So now we've, we've dealt away Peter and now we'll draft Paul, but we don't know if Paul's going to be right. as good as Peter. Based I, on, not, on Kenyon that. Drake. I'm not so worried about like, all right, that'd running, be nice running to back have. through a dime a dozen. Sure. And, I, and I think this year's draft from what I've seen, we'll have plenty of them. So I'm not so worried about that. Minka Fitzpatrick, um, you know, has been incredibly good for the Steelers. I'm sure that's part of the defense he was in. He is in in Pittsburgh as well. But Laramie Tunsil is the one where I'm like, just, you know, there are there are a lot of very bad offensive lines in the NFL. The Dolphins are right at the bottom of that list. And I don't know that you think you can, you can't find another guy like that. Yeah. And they could have afforded Laramie Tunsil. Yep. And held on to him, and now you're back, you know, into and and, and Laramie Tunsil on a bad team, a, a high end left tackle on a lousy team is not going to be, uh, you know, is not going to uh, provide you with two or three extra wins over the course of sixteen, no. right? No, but the one that, like none of this matters if they pick up the quarterback that that can be their quarterback for the next ten to fifteen years. Like none of that. No, I don't care about any of that. I will never think about Laramie Tunsil again if the Dolphins have a quarterback for the first time since 1990. So you would rather take Tua, not, but you don't want Herbert. No. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. I think the the Bengals will help you out. And I think the Bengals will take Burrow. I think someone else will take Chase Young ahead of them, and then I think the Dolphins will help be in position to draft Tua. And I think I think the fact that Tua is injured will help them because they will probably be able to get him there. What do you think about uh, the Cleveland Browns? What do I think about? Yeah, what do, what do you think, think about funny. Jarvis Landry yelling at Freddie Kitchens? I just, I mean, it's it, we've we've been on this since. Is we, it making you feel sad two. at some point? Is it starting to veer into sorrow? I think it's. I fans? feel very sad for the fans for sure. I don't necessarily feel sorry for for the Cleveland Browns, but for the fans who went into this season and really thought like this is it, and and you know that with it looked on paper like this was it, um, but there's they don't have the right coach. Um, and they've got some really nice pieces there. I think they can, they're, they're, if a coach, if the right coach of a Ron Rivera, let's say, came along, I think you can get them to the playoffs next year. Do you think, though, I would, but I, 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 might, I, was, I might deal away some of the pieces that have been a little more vocal there. As I watched uh, the, the Cardinals uh, devastate that defense on Sunday, um, and I did actually tune in a little bit. I, I, after the Cowboys really started to blow out the Rams, I had to go somewhere with my TV. Um, did you, and just for fun? I checked. Because you don't, because you, your, your feelings about, you would never, have you ever felt sorry for the Browns? 
I yeah, of course I do. Of course I I felt bad for that. No, I you, felt. I mean, as a absolutely, fan, you, I you've do. been mocking the Browns even at their lowest ebb, and this is not their lowest. No, no, no. Even though it might feel like it to some Browns fans, because again, because of the expectations. No, no. I felt bad you for them back the Brown- when I was, no, no, when no, I was no, a no. young man. When I was a child, I felt bad for them. Dave, when, you've when never Ernie- shown an iota of sympathy for False. the Cleveland when Browns. I, when I felt bad when I way back when I was a when I was a wee child, I felt bad when Brian siped through that interception in the end zone. To Mike Davis back in the in January of 1981, I felt bad when Ernest Biner fumbled the ball. I thought Rich Carlos's kick Don't at minimum might that. not have been good in overtime after the drive by John Elway. There's, of course, there's I'm no an way empath, you were handsome. supporting the Browns in either of those games against the Broncos. I, what what, what allegiance do I have to the Broncos? I'm not rooting for the Broncos but no, but either. You're, but you're a Steelers fan. I don't. I mean, let, we don't need to. I'm you know. just telling you this. The I the Browns, whatever, good for you. Have a nice moment. Enjoy yourselves. But it did cross a line when they started puffing their chests out a little bit too early and the nasty um, messages I got on social media from Browns fans like, where is this coming from? At least the Seahawks fans who talk a lot of stuff have actually gotten over the hump. They've actually gotten to the playoffs, uh, let alone won a Super Bowl. Browns fans, what are you? Tell, what, why are you I talking think they stuff to anybody? I, I've uh, definitely noticed in my life that there are teams that I've said, okay, this team is going to be good now. I didn't necessarily do that with the Browns, but they're, where they, you're, you're always a year ahead of... Or that's right. I, I that, found that's that the I've, math. I've I say that all the time. A year ahead of where they actually become good. I, I think they do have to say to Freddie, thanks for your service. I feel sorry for him as well. I do he, too, he's right. just thrown in the deep end. He reminds me of my buddy, Jim Tomsula, where it's like, he seems like a nice guy to have as your head coach, but ultimately like it ends in tears. Um, but I, so I think they do need to say goodbye to Freddie. And then if they can get a Mike McCarthy or a Ron Rivera or, you know, one of these guys that's been a head coach in the NFL and understands how to motivate players and also discipline players and, and keep a locker room together with the pieces they've got there, Miles Garrett, if he's well, allowed that, to play football ever again, well, that uh, Nick is my Chubb, question. Baker Mayfield, like those, they have the pieces to Miles um, Garrett, if your question's about Miles Garrett, my prediction for Miles Garrett is he goes on a very, very well documented and publicized off-season rehabilitate public rehabilitation program where he apologizes profusely to everyone and anyone and shows us his softer side where he writes poetry, likes to um, to knit, or, you know, all those. I think those the, things are literally true. That's literally right? yeah. So we're going to see but prepare for an April storm. Of Miles well, Garrett. Chris Long Nitt- says Nitt- he's Nitt- a good guy. Chris Long ladies. is uh, is trustworthy in yeah, that yeah. regard. So I, I, I believe it. I also think the guy completely lost his cool. I also find it. And I I, I do. I'm afraid your your quarterback, um, Carl Rudolph. I be- I believe had said things that were. You really do I think that? Definitely. Why? Why? Yeah. Because in, even in the moment, I was I thought that he had done. So. He he's an unpleasant. He he looks like an unpleasant man. You're just uh, everything about Carl Rudolph. Well, sorry, am I saying the wrong way? No, no. he's a handsome fella. I no, thought that not you would Carl be on Rudolph, his side. Is it, though? No, Mason. Mason Rudolph. Rudolph sorry, Carl Rudolph. You're a lovely man, Mason Rudolph. Um, Kyle Rudolph is a lovely man, but I don't know Mason Rudolph. I find it consider me specious about uh, the, uh, about the story that the guy who completely lost control of himself to the point that he was swinging a deadly weapon at another human being and intentionally bonking that guy on the head with it and got lucky that he didn't hit him with the hard side of the helmet or goodness knows how much worse it could have been for all parties 
that that same guy who couldn't control himself in that moment, 20 minutes later in the locker room, was able to gather himself sufficiently to say, well, I know what I heard, but it's bad for the league if I if I say what he said. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to be selfless here. And I'm going to say this isn't good if I tell. And then the next day, I'll read an apology to Mason Rudolph, even though I know what he said. And again, I'm the guy who completely lost control, but I'm going to wear it. And I'm not going to say anything well, to anybody publicly. To- and then three weeks later, oh, it will come out. What 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 I actually what what actually incited that that feels that feels eh, a little sketchy to me. Either way, that's not the point of my question. OK, would the Browns have won? two extra games between that incident and now and still be in the playoff picture. If miles Garrett, Garrett doesn't start swinging that helmet. Um, I think they could have beaten Pittsburgh the second time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think two games No. No, I mean, things, I, 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 I accept that that was the catalyst for a lot of things that happened next, but it sounds like Odell Beckham was already, you know, telling people to come get him. Um, after you know, but uh, but by the I don't know, man. Anyway, that's a good I, question, ain't it, Spaghetti? If Miles Garrett, it doesn't do that, doesn't get suspended, because that was really the big event. Of yeah, the that season. was the mo- that, that's the they moment that they haven't been able to recover from. I mean, that that should have been as they all as all their players said after the game. That should have been the moment where everyone was like, "Yeah, see, this is real. We we've come and we've taken down our our biggest um our biggest opponent, our I biggest rival." I can't think of it off the top of my head. I should be able to recite it for you, but so they beat the Steelers, then they beat the Dolphins, then they lose to Pittsburgh, they beat the Bengals. So okay, the yeah, I guess it wouldn't be that different. I thought that was a better question than what it was, but um, I don't. Uh, could they have beaten the Cardinals? I mean, the big game is they lose by a touchdown to the Steelers. I think they win that game against Pittsburgh with my, just because Miles Garrett's on the field. Miles Garrett's their best defensive I know. player. He's their best player. Period. So I think it it stands to reason that especially if you put them in the same spot, they get up ten points and all that kind of stuff in Heinz Field if that game tracks in the same uh, way it did um, when it actually was played. They win that game. <clears throat> the Steelers are finished. Browns, if they are actually on a roll, do they go down to Arizona and lose that game as they did on Sunday? I don't know. I think that was a Maybe. a massive uh, a massive moment in uh, at least the AFC North. Um, anything else, Handsome? What else should we talk about here? Or do you want to, or should we move on? How long we got here, Spaghetti? We got about 45, right? Close. Your closest guest probably ever. It's 42 minutes. Oh. Yeah. There let's, you go. Let's, ch- why don't you choose one more? Okay. Let's talk Let, about let's food look at a Eddie's, little bit. Let's, let's talk look, about some food. Okay. We, right. I thought in the nachos piece that we talked about, uh, we'd already covered. Oh, we covered, uh, yeah. Now it's time for the food block presented by Bon and Viv Spike Seltzer. What would you throw onto the field, Eddie? What's the food that you, like, Eddie is well known for eating practically anything, right. like a human trash can. We don't encourage can. you to do that at any point. Right, game. we don't, but, but if you, what is the one food that you. No, Eddie, no, no. No, I, no, Eddie. Well, that's I mean, encouraging it. If no, somebody no, threw food on the field. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, but my question is, Eddie eats practically anything. Yes. And we've heard a lot about it. Right. What is the one food that you would actually be like, okay, I don't want to do this because I'm still hungry, but I'll throw this on the field because I don't like it. What's a food that Eddie doesn't like? That I don't like. That you would get at a ball game. Not at a ball, just anywhere. Like, what's a food that you could, it's more a way of, okay, Dave, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to ask a question what food Eddie doesn't like, but I was trying to package it up as something that relates to what just happened in the NFL. 
I've failed in that because you've both had to ask. I have a grocer. I have a grocer and, you know, I think semi-realistic direction for the spirit of what you're asking. If I may throw that on uh, out there, two things for him to ruminate on. Okay. Let's say some ne'er do well throws food on the onto the field. You're on the grounds crew. Mm-hmm. Which food would you consider eating? Oh, any, <laughs> any you kind would of, like a hot dog or a sausage or something like whatever. That. Yeah, for sure that. Yeah. You, you would, would eat a, a off hot of like dog AstroTurf, off the floor. Off AstroTurf, not actual like natural grass. But like you don't know where it's – you just saw it. You've seen it come out of the crowd, and then you're like, I'll eat that. Oh, like out of like the, the, the aluminum wrapping? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the aluminum wrapping and someone's Well, it's not going to be a perfect it, wiener. It from the yeah, upper. it's not going to be a – It's not a perfect wiener. If it's not bitten into, I, I think about it. Because <laughs> then I would just assume that somebody bought it to throw it. Then it's like, oh, it's clean. It's just, you know – I yeah, I'm, I'm a big like sausage uh, – Brought would you eat dog. nachos? I never order nachos. They don't. It's not a filling thing for me. I need to. I like something with more. Like I like something more filling. I, like, I would be like a chicken. You know, chicken tenders. Cheese. You know what we should do? The chicken, three of us before before you know, but either before the holidays, which seems unlikely, or after the holidays, or after the seat. Some point, let's go get. Let's go to Verst Kucha, and oh. and let's order each other a sausage. Oh, that's, that's a nice tradition. It's a nice tradition because, you know, I can say, Eddie, you're going to get the rattlesnake and apple one. Right. Or Dave, <laughs> the start of a nice gonna, new tradition. You're going to get the duck and, and whatever. Excellent. I'm all for that. Okay, I love that let's place. do it. Love Handsome, it. is there any food stuff that you could find thrown down onto a football field that you would pick up and eat? No. Can I tell you something? I, have I don't a real know. Pro- I, don't, I don't want, like, if it's, if it's, um, I just don't like the idea of that. No. Can I tell you something now that uh, it's in the rearview mirror by several years? I once, uh, when I say football field, the the most important stage of them all is, of course, the Super Bowl field. And um, I think it was in San Francisco, so, no, Santa Clara. I put a coin um, on the field at about the 10-yard line of the Super Bowl. Pre-game. Yeah, to see if it could survive all the festivities. Um, what What denomination of coin? It was a penny. Right. Yeah. I and and uh, just for the record, uh, our boss saw me do it. So in case you're feeling like I should report this to an authority, right? Uh, too late. You know, an authority watched me do it, and he laughed. And it wasn't there. Wasn't there yeah, by I the know. end of the game? I was disappointed. It wasn't Who do you there. think picked it up? Which sideline was it on? I think it was. Uh, I I couldn't tell you. Oh, whose sideline? Which team's sideline? You don't think like Terrell Suggs was like, ooh, thrifty? Well, no, it was the it was the Santa Clara Super Bowl, so it was the Panthers Broncos Super Bowl. Right. I don't know who. I wish I could have just stared at it. I wish there could have just been a locked off camera on it, time elapsed. Elvis Dumaville was who comes over and flips that. I'm gonna have that. Was he on that team? I don't think so. I don't think he was either. By the way, he was faxed away. Yeah. Um. All right. Good times, I think, right? I think this was fun. Good impromptu show. Thanks to Handsome Hank for showing up to do it along with us. Eddie Spaghetti back there behind the glass. Good to see Eddie. Do we have Matt Money Smith coming up this week? I think we got the full gang on on the Wednesday show. And yeah, then, we're uh, coming down let's to the make home some stretch. Picks. Yeah, we'll make some Who's, picks. Uh, well, uh, Andrew Raby last week once again got everyone's picks wrong, yeah. which was which was embarrassing for him. Um, I I laughed a little bit. I love, hotel, but I but he's you know the what keeper of the red you know challenge flag picks. I did purposefully did not join in the conversation because I didn't want to get myself in trouble with Andrew, who who gets upset about my contri- contributions to any conversation about him. What I would say is he's done obviously done a fantastic job, but I think like uh, I keep he keeps 
I, my, my record's better than any of you guys. I think if it was, I would like to see it as a percentage of correct, um, correct picks. I did. I, I did. I thought I was going to finally prove my Neo like late season, um, dominance. And when I, I won the first three, the Steelers came up short, they let me down. Um, but I did predict that Texans win. That was a, a big one for them to get. And now, for those can I say what my them. picks would have been last week and then can Andrew just put them in there? Okay, I'll allow it. I would have picked the Bills, yeah, the Texans, yeah. What other games did you do? I don't remember. You got to just uh throw out How about this? Look at this tell us reminder. tell us what the final score is of uh of the Monday night football game and we'll put in all your picks. Saints 26, Colts 17. I, you know what? As we leave you, the Saints, again, as we said at the top, are not a juggernaut at this point, especially with the defensive absences that they have. So now it's got to be all about or uh, or much more than what it was a month ago. It's got to be all about Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas. They got to make hay. And the Colts, as bad as they've been, stunning me at least. I really thought that that defense could carry the day. And when Brissett got back, they'd be all right. But Marlon Mack banged up. T.Y. Hilton banged up. And it's amounted to a disappointing last few weeks. But the Colts are still kind of in it. They're, they, if they win this game, they still have an outside shot to sneak in the back door of the playoffs. As it is, what you want if you are, if you're following these things, if you're a Steelers fan, now you want the Saints, whatever they do this week, you want them to defeat the um th- to go into uh nashville next sunday vanquish them then the steelers would only need one win to get in because it does seem like a a bit of a stretch that duck hodges or mason rudolph is going to beat the jets up there and then beat uh the baltimore ravens in charm city even if it's rg3 even, even if it's, it's rg3 I don't or trace mcsorley it could even be yeah. trace mcsorley they might not they might choose John Harbaugh could conceivably say, hey, we have a QB who runs around all the time. It's plausible that, you know, in the first uh, five minutes of the playoff game, he could get knocked around. We better keep RG3 safe too. just run the kid out there. This game means nothing to us as long as we win in week 16. I think they still would have a good shot of winning. I think they still would. Well, that's the way the Steelers are. Anybody who's disappointed, by the way, in the Steelers should. I mean, like I disparaged the Patriots fans for booing. You cannot be disappointed that a free agent rookie kid threw four picks or whatever else. It was never going to be that way. The Steelers either will turn you over and score with it or they or the, defensively, or else they will not win games. That's the way it is. That, exactly. It, that's it. They didn't do that on Sunday Night Football, and that's uh, that's where we Did I hear it. correctly on the broadcast that Bram Roethlisberger is not going to shave his beard until he um, is able not to throw it a ball more again. months, yeah. I don't know. That's the big question. I don't think that's a good idea. Quick uh, news item that may affect the playoffs. The Chiefs claim Terrell Suggs. Not sure how much he has left, but for a team that needs pass rushers. Interesting, and he said he's not going to play because he wants to go to the Ravens. They probably did that to block him, right? To to block the Ravens from picking him up. Interesting maybe. move. But what if Suggs actually maybe shows if he's up? like, well, I, why I said that because I want to go to the Super Bowl. So now I'm going to show those Ravens. That adds something to the picture, man. And all of a sudden now, as much as I've been down and skeptical about the the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes gives any team a chance with Tyreek uh, with with, with uh, Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Mecole Hardman. Man, they could ju- they can just stun you. I could see them. That's the that's the team that I'm sure, even more than the Patriots, I'm sure that the Ravens don't want to see. That that's the one that probably is like we. 
that that game we could start that game and it could be 14 nothing it could be 21 nothing and there could be 10 minutes left in the second quarter and Lamar Jackson would need to rally us and we're not built to pull off that kind of a rally I could absolutely see that happening right yep I don't think it will happen. I think the Ravens go to the Super Bowl. Anyway, we'll and figure it out. Cowboys. In about that's right. In about forty-eight hours. Who was my Super Bowl team? Spaghetti. Do you remember? Uh, the the uh, it wasn't the Ravens. That's for sure. I can't remember. I have the Cowboys going from one side. It wasn't the Chiefs. It wasn't the Patriots. Shame the devil. I, I Texans. Chargers. I think it was might might have been the Chargers. <sighs> I'm glad that's at the end of the show. Yeah. So <laughs> no one will have heard that. Yeah. If you heard that, send us an ear. But I trust that you respect me too much to send me that ear. Um, all right. Thanks so much, Handsome Hank. Appreciate the Thanks, time. Dave. Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. We'll be uh, back with more hooey and applesauce for you with Matt Money Smith, voice of the aforementioned Los Angeles Chargers. Until then, thanks so much, football fans and Zaxby's, who I think they like football. Um, but either way. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.